Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil and Scott as they kick off this week's discussion. Ahoy hoy and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. I'm Shane, your host, and I am joined as always by Scott up here. Shamai everyone. And Phil up here. Alright. Everyone alright? I all am. good. Good. Um to this week we are reading my pick, which was pretty violent from Image Comics from 2019. Um, yes, I picked that. Uh, unfortunately. Unf- you say unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <you're> th- <laughs> Pretty Violent was written and drawn by Derek Hunter with help from Jason Young with colorist Spencer Holt and letters by Derek Hunter as well, I believe. Yeah. He did. He did it. He did three. a lot of it. He did, yeah. He was like Scotty Young on this book. Mm. like the Scotty Young of Pretty Violent. Yes. So... Before we jump into it, I do have, I wrote down a synopsis that I'm going to read, a full synopsis for this book. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So Pretty Violent tells the story of Gamma Ray, a young girl with amazing superpowers that wants nothing more than to join the saviors and work for maximum profit. Unfortunately for Gamma and everyone around her, she has a bit of a temper and isn't great at saving people. In fact, she's more likely to get civilians killed and maybe a hero or two. On top of that, her whole family are actually supervillains. So yeah, there's that. Even when Gamma gets her wish and joins the Saviors at the headquarters, uh, at their headquarters, the Savior Complex, we find out not everything as it seems. Between crushing bad guys and crushing on the mayor's son, pretty violent more than lives up to its name. What do you think? Um, it's a lovely synopsis, but yeah. <laughs> it's beautifully read. Beautifully I wouldn't say lives up to its name. Um, it's, pretty, it's a pretty violent book. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Your synopsis there is the best part of this book. Oh, thank you very much. That's not a compliment for the book, though. It's a compliment for me. I'll, t- I'll take a compliment wherever I can get it. Before okay? we jump in, <laughs> I am now. I've been complimented. <laughs> Before we jump in and see what you thought, let's just see who's in the chat. We've got Pete from Triple G Comics. He's first in the chat. Well done, Pete. <laughs> right on his tails is Blue Sonic, who's second. Oh, I'm Sonic Martin second. Sonic second. Yeah, he's not the fastest. Oh, not very fast, is he? <laughs> Sean from Panels in a Half Pint. Evening, peeps. Hi, Sean. Thanks for joining. Um, we also have the Funky Gibbons. Heidi Ho. Hi, Liam. Thanks for joining. Connie's in. She says, hey, fellas. Hello yourself, Connie. Thank you very much for joining. Fellas. I love fellas. I love using that word. I, I think I use it too much. Probably use it more than LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Phil, I'm, I, I'm really loving your name. So I think we're going to jump in with you and your thoughts on this book, please. It, it's good that you want all the negative out early. Um, 
let's make no mistake about it. You've even mentioned this is the Scotty or whoever this guy is is the Scotty yeah. Young of of Pretty Violent. But except he's not Scotty Young at all. It's not the same level. So you're obviously drawing comparisons to I Hate Fairyland, and that's that's what I've done this whole time because it's the same type, the same genre, the same character almost, the same silly words they're using, um, silly phrases. I. I, I, I can't say it's a bad book or drawn badly. It just fell really flat. It didn't grip me. I don't think. I just. I, I had no interest with this whole book. It was, it was a bit boring, to be honest. It was not in the same level as I Hate Fairyland, and I wasn't a huge fan of I Hate Fairyland. No. Um, just, for me, it fell flat. It's a shame because I know this is. You, know, you, you like this book, and we just, we talked off air there that Shane, you have a type. Like, this is your type, you know. And um, I feel bad for slating it, but it just it didn't strike a chord with me, unfortunately. I get that it, not every book is for everyone. And as long as you're honest, don't feel bad about your opinions. Never feel bad about them. I'll just try to be too brutal. but No, be as brutal as you want. It's your turn this week. <laughs> I hated this book. It was awful. It was terrible. <laughs> Scott, how about you? Um, not too far off Phil to be honest um, there were little bits which I kind of found funny um, but uh, yeah I, I found myself comparing this to yeah again I hit Fairyland and kind of crossing that with Invincible as well kind of just that like, like over the top uh, very graphic you know deaths and you know, guts and entrails and skulls exploding and zombie people and um, everything was just very graphic. And I think that was, I don't know, like, I feel like because of the way it was drawn, it was very cartoony. I felt like it was the wrong kind of vibe to be that violent and that graphic with the kind of, with the kind of deaths. And I just thought it didn't really match the, the style that it was that it was um but yeah I, I did i wouldn't say i struggled to read this um uh they were quite it was quite a quick read quite an easy read um the the writing was quite um i don't know basic the dialogue was quite you know it wasn't there was you didn't need to read a lot into it you know it was just this is what's happening um but then saying that, you did tell me before this we went live, Shane, that uh, I have missed a few um, puns and stuff, which we'll go on to later. Um, yeah, and I think the the biggest issue I had with this was uh, the fact that it, it felt disjointed between each issue. Like, it, um, it didn't really seem to flow as how I would have expected it, you know? Like, I, I, I know there's a month difference and maybe they were trying to kind of play with that when they were releasing issues and stuff but i don't know as as a trade i, I don't think it uh did it well fair enough i don't think you're alone there um we have connie in the chat who says i've only read two issues so i don't have much to say which kind of echoes uh which is the opposite of sean who says i read the six today i have thoughts and one of his thoughts was it was a long six issues, which is kind of the opposite of what you said, Scott. Um, but it, you read it quite quickly. I don't think I didn't feel that it was long, 
Um, I maybe, feel like even his video logs and oh, boring. Get like, yeah, get to the point. Drag, uh, get, yeah, like, get, See, the, I get some excitement happening. I didn't. Yeah, think give us give us some positivity. Like, <laughs> what what did you think? I I mean, this came out after I Hate Fairyland, obviously. So there was that gap in the market. You know, Scotty Young had done it for twenty issues. He'd done the over graphic violence in a cartoony world and i think because that was such a big hit image wanted another one and so what do you do you've done the fairyland thing now obviously you've got to do the superhero thing and like you say invincible another image title so why not tie that into i hate fairyland in a way Mm. and do that in the overly overly cartoony graphic way that i hate fairyland did um i think it works i mean the title it's called pretty violent yeah. You know, it's not cool. It it's does what it says on the tip. Flowers and rainbows. It's called Pretty Violent. And she's standing on a, a pile of dead bodies. So it sort of Batman. gives away what you're expecting. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> but I think it was done really well. Um, I think it, because it, it, if you, it's not just about this girl that wants to be a superhero, it's about the family as well. Like, yes, her brother and her sister are supervillains, but they still love her enough to help her become a superhero i know yeah i don't like at the end you do kind of find out that they're doing it for a different reason but as it's going along it seems like they actually do care about her and they do because they don't want to hurt her when they fight they don't want to make her feel bad they keep giving her chances to stop and it's it is a family that does care and it's weird in a book like this which is just swear words and jokes about boys in wheelchairs and you know it you kind of have to weigh the positives and the negatives i think going back to when you said about the you know the gap in the market and it's trying to be like i hate fairyland and and so they kind of just kept with that kind of gruesome uh, art and stuff i was okay with it in I Hate Fairyland, and I don't know what it is about this. Like, some of the art for me felt like it wasn't finished, or like it just didn't, there wasn't enough time spent on it. You know what I mean? Like, Scotty Young is a great artist, and maybe it's just because of that. You know, that's why we're drawing these kind of comparisons. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just thought it just didn't look finished finished I, I, some bits. I have the term um written down it's quite offensive to the artist I'm sure um it's a cheap knockoff essentially if I hit fairyland um I'm not saying it's bad but it's nowhere near the same level but you can tell it's trying to be I hit fairyland but it's just not at all because I hit fairyland had more detail um and it's like you know the the guts and the whatever else coming out there was more detail than I hit fairyland stuff like you know even if you if you recall the picture I picked for I hit Fairyland like the jar of pee, it had it had more detail in it. Like this this you say just, this jar of pee had more detail. Than exactly. The whole book. Exactly. Oh That's what I just think this kind of lacked something. It lacked a little bit of uh, oomph. Like it lacked something. A bit of oomph, yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, I think the chat is torn here because even though because Connie's only read two issues, she said the two issues I've read were pretty fun. I like the gruesome versus the cutesy style, but again, she's only read two. So she may have the same issue as Blue Sonic had when she finishes. Blue Sonic says, I found that it's funny at first, but it started to wear off after the third issue. So Connie's got that to look forward to. This is this is that's the exact same thing I came up against. 
I think I was like I was happy with it for the first two issues, and then um, issue three it just started to slightly come off the rails a bit. Yeah, the um, humor wore off quickly. To be fair, the humor th- it didn't it didn't yeah. it, it wasn't even smarter, clever humor. At the start, I remember like uh, I think the first few pages whenever she was obviously thinking she was helping, but she was killing people and. They were just like certain words like unacceptable and you know <laughs> just like just like you're wrong. like yeah. that i found that quite I, funny i but really appreciate after... that <laughs> but then after a while it just got a little bit boring like the first the first issue after that that's that went downhill for me so to be fair like... could that be a trade issue like if you were reading it monthly and you had a gap between each issue because i read this monthly obviously like i like i read i hate fairyland every month so yeah, i wasn't getting the fatigue so could do you think that could be a bit of an issue i'm not sure because in terms of fatigue like reading it all in one kind of binge i suppose you think that it does get a little bit boring where you had a month in between possibly but maybe those kind of slight humor uh, like remarks you would maybe forget for the next issue. So if you see something like again, you're like great, because they weren't important parts of the book. They're just kind of wee add-ons that make things a little bit funny. So suppose in a way, if you're at it monthly, you forget about those things for the previous issue and appreciate them again in the second or third issues. I suppose it's possible. Phil, you've you've made a lot of um, comparisons already to I Hate Fairyland mm-hmm. with this. Um, how do you think you'd have dealt with this book if you'd never read or heard of I Hate Fairyland? Ooh. See, I don't have because a mind big being... enough to think about that because I have read like the fairy on, so I can't. <laughs> I don't know what it's like. I've not read it, but um, to be fair, this kind of type of book never really interests me. I mean, it reminds me of like things like like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life, that kind of old school cartoon. So I did, I did like back in the day, but I don't really have the time or the appreciation for it now. Um, so maybe that's. Maybe that's where it comes from. Like, I, if I read this book and the and the solicitations books that comes out every month, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. I wouldn't be able to do my pull list. I'll just flick on through the next page and find something else. It just wouldn't be my thing to pick. Wow, it's just not my thing. Well, <laughs> let me just catch up on the comments on that note. <laughs> but I, but I love you, Shane. Don't don't hate me. <laughs> Sean says the general idea of the story is good. The execution, however, left a bit to be desired. I could, yeah, I think that would be quite fair. I think that's very yeah. fair. Um, because Triple G says he saw the cover and thought, Great, I hate Fairyland vibes, but you guys aren't selling it to me. Don't listen to them, Pete. Listen to me. <laughs> I, I, I do have some good things to say. Um, you know, before we talk about about our pages and, and is art related. I think I really liked um the way they kind of drew the sound effects, um, they were all done really well. Uh, I really enjoyed them. And just thinking, like, oh, what else can they can they do? And my page pick kind of um, highlights that for me as well. Um, and there was a lot of really cool. Um, I don't know what I don't know if there's a name for it, but it's when like things go past the panel borders. When it kind of looks like it's popping out of you. Do you know what? I, is, there, is there a name for yeah. that? Um, but there was Probably. a lot of that. Uh, and I was enjoying it. I thought it was really cool um, when they used it. Like one of them was when, uh, in the first issue, in the first couple of pages, uh, Gamma Ray gets slapped across the face and her head comes out of the panel. <laughs> and I thought, you know, stuff like that, that was done well. I did like that. Um, yeah. Those are my good things. <laughs> is that it? 
I think Connie agrees with me on the fact that um, the trades might be a bit of a hindrance to books like this. She says, I think some runs don't translate well into trades, and this might be one of them because the humour probably would still be funny with a gap in between. So I think that might be my problem because I I did read them monthly. So I got a whole month in between. So I got all the, you know, the life out the way, and then I needed something to cheer me up. And pretty violent came out so yeah. i was in a so every month i was in a decent headspace i suppose but to sit down i can understand being a bit tired of the swear word and some of the jokes but some of them really landed well for me oh, i yeah. have to admit I totally, I totally agree with that like the, the when she saves the guy she thinks the guy's in a wheelchair and she thinks he's going to kill himself and she swoops down and saves him and he's like you're making me miss my train <laughs> no that that to be fair was <laughs> yeah. funny yeah, I like there that. were bits in there that were good i yeah those are the ones those are the parts i appreciate because those are the ones like those little silly jokes in i hate fairyland that i really really liked as well mm. so i, I think, think com- com- if we're going to compare i hate fairyland if you think about certainly for me and I think even for Dean and maybe for Scott, I don't know, but like Larry played a big part in what we liked about I Hate Fairyland. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe like what's name Gamma Ray needed a sidekick, a good sidekick. Like, like even that, kid. even that guy who who the brother, yeah, even the one who was kidnapped by her brother, who had like Stockholm okay. syndrome. Like if he yeah. had been her sidekick with Stockholm syndrome, that would have added yeah. something on to her. So that's yeah. something that they've missed out on. Good. Um, so um, I think they, I definitely think like they missed something like somebody to play off off Gamma Ray. Yeah, like Larry did. One hundred percent, I agree. Um, should we go to our pages? Yeah, let's go. Who should we start with? Let's start with Phil because Phil's up in the top corner. Phil, tell us about this page again. The art. I mean, it's not like it's bad art. I think it is what it is. It's very cartoony, of course, but. There was just quite a lot about this page I quite like. This is this is like the first two or three pages at the very start. And that's obviously a, the idea Mad Manimal. Is that yeah, that's I, I should have written this down, but yeah, so that's that's the main villain at the start of the book. And he obviously rips this pedestrian in half, but the, his guts and his blood spill out like dead. Because <laughs> like, you know, oh, like, yeah. he is dead. <laughs> this, this I didn't notice that. So that that's really popular. stuck out with me. Like it's just like yeah. It was quite clever in that way, where they're just kind of doing that. But even I don't know what it is. The guy the smoking a cigar at the bottom too. I think it looks really cool. Like the kind of stubbly, square, rounded jaw. Like it just looks really strange as well. But this is whenever like the like the like the people were uh, turning on her, and like, they're letting their anger out on her. Yeah. Like, yeah, but we hit you worse. It's just like it's so stupid. But <laughs> I mean, the art does play its part in kind of portraying the story, I suppose, really. But you know, that's, a, that's, that's a great scene. Yeah. It's a great scene. He's like, I'm just going to use these dead bodies to beat you to death with. And I, yeah. I should, yeah. Like, Cause she swoops I, in, it starts off and um, he's in human form and the Hulkress mm-hmm. is like taking him to prison and she swoops down and attacks the Hulkress, doesn't she? Thinking she's the bad guy. And then he turns into the monster and yeah. See, I, see, I yeah. think that's, I think that's awesome. It was good. Like uh, one, like seeing that page just makes me want to say that I just I did struggle at some points to get on with kind of face proportions, and things <laughs> just looked very uh, either like disjointed or too big or too small or just 
like I, I know it's a drawing and it's not real but unrealistic um yeah i was just like oh i just don't get it i just how like i was focusing so much on just trying to figure out you know how does it look like this you know <laughs> like it should look <laughs> more realistic but i don't know maybe it's just my own um my own hang-ups i guess i think if you go into a book like this you have to sort of lower your expectations for yeah. body size type you know proportions and dexterity like their bodies will move in ways that they're never meant to move when it's <laughs> yeah. overly animated like this it is very like ed ed and eddie style isn't it mm. you know but let's see your page okay sorry phil it's gonna say ed ed and eddie is funny that's, that's the difference <laughs> it is <laughs> so this is um a panel <laughs> from a page this is half of a page and uh the the thing I liked about this the most was the transform noise uh thing <laughs> in the background. Um I thought it was, you know, the, the design of that is absolutely brilliant. And it just reminds me, you know, the Transformers where it goes and it's kind of like that's all I had in my head. But when you see the word transform noise, that kind of <laughs> I think a lot of people are gonna go for that kind of noise. Um and it's quite a cool design as well to have this tank transform into into a robot, and I really like the way it looks. And um, yeah, so I went for half a page this time, but mostly because I did, of the the sound. I did have to double take on this just to see where that gun torrent was coming so, out of. So, <laughs> yeah. I think that's intentional to make you think that it could be a penis. Let's go on. <laughs> that's that's what that's the intention. I think. Um, but what I like about this too, in the panel before this, she had got one of the the, the guards, whatever they are, and like squashed his face against that turret, the point where his teeth and his like jaw was like other side of it, his teeth were hanging yeah. around it and stuff. Like I quite like that level of funny gore, I'll call it. Um, but even the fact that they kept that blood there, like they could have easily just not drawn it, no one would notice. But they kept that in, I suppose, and that's something. Mm. That's a positive, isn't it? It's a positive, yeah. But I love the the fact that it does just say transform noise. It's those little jokes, yeah. That just the, the the ones that you could absolutely miss that I appreciate the most because you could just completely like some people don't even read sound effects on pages, do they? They just go straight past them. Yeah. So to put a joke in there like that, knowing that. Yeah, half the readers so, could actually miss it. Before you go into your page, then speaking of missing stuff, so tell everyone now what you told me before we went on, what I had missed <laughs> and what I didn't understand, just in case everyone who has read it I also missed too. that and doesn't understand. Okay, so the, in this world, the superheroes are called the Saviors, and their headquarters is called Savior Complex, as in Savior Complex, as in a you know like they you have two an didn't get complex. that. Yeah, yeah, you two <laughs> yeah, I never caught on. It's just, I think that was maybe the point that that I was a little bit disinterested at this point to kind of pick up on things like that. Mm, you right. know, fair. Well, did you? But you also didn't pick up on the fact that the leader of the Saviors is called Maximum Profit, and he is a sponsored, paid for by the government superhero in it, just for, the in it for the money. Maximum Profit, yeah. I think I, I just took it too literal because his name wasn't spelt like profit, no. as in money profit. It was spelt as in like you know uh, our H P H E T. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think as as well. I'm I was just taking everything as fit at face value, and maybe I was uh, 
you know, on the same boat as Phil, maybe just got a little bit disinterested and whatever. Uh, fair enough. That's completely fair. I understand. Um, my page I picked because it made me laugh the hardest when I turned the page. And I saw her giving a titty, tri- titty twister to a giant crocodile monster. I hardly even noticed that. <laughs> she's, Is that what's happening? She's got her by the nipples and she's twisting them. Oh, my God. It just made me laugh so much. I absolutely loved it. And it's the fact that her brother's giving her all this info on all these supervillains so she can mm. beat them really quickly. And then, like, the girl's like, why do you carry a flashlight, like, to beat the giant bat? And she's like, don't worry about it. It's like... it. It's just such a cool panel, like the yeah. top panel. The whole page is just a fun page, but that top panel really, really just... I totally forgot about it, obviously reading it back in 2019. And then I read it again and I turned the page and I just burst out laughing again. Like, she's proper getting in there, you know? Like, <laughs> the crocodile's got tears in his eyes. And yeah. I thought that was awesome. Um, before we go on to the writing, just want to say hi to Andy from Perpetual Comics. Thanks for joining. But yes, so the art, I mean, it's pretty hit and miss if you're not a fan of this style. It's not Scotty Young. I know I keep comparing it, but it is not Scotty Young. But it is very overly animated, and I quite enjoy that style um, for a fun book. If it, if it was serious, then I'd want a more, you know, tonal shift in the art. But because it's a silly, fun book, I'm fine with it being overly animated. But yes, so I think it's pretty hit and miss with you guys as well. It definitely has that kind of like Cartoon Network crossed with Adult Swim kind of vibe. Mm. Uh, with you know, if this was going to get translated into a TV show, it would definitely be something you would see on Adult Swim. Yeah, one hundred percent. So that's and the art then. Oh, to be fair, if it was to be translated into a TV show, I wouldn't watch it. I just don't <laughs> think it would appeal to me in any way, shape, or form to watch this. Um, I would rather watch Star Trek Discovery again, and that's saying something. (laughs) Just threw up in my mouth a little there. Exactly. No one would ever watch Star Trek Discovery again. (laughs) So, yeah, I I feel like I've offended you with my book choice. (laughs) You haven't. The book has. (laughs) So we'll move on to the writing then. Um, Okay. (laughs) Scott. I quite I quite liked what Connie said earlier about the um, she doesn't think that the you know some runs don't translate well into trades and all this, um, and I totally agree that this is this is one of those situations. I mean, you know, if you look at uh, Once in Future, for instance, you know, I th- I feel like those have been written with like trades in mind, you know, to be like it's one massive continuous story that starts from where the last issue left off but then this you know there are jumps and gaps uh in time between each issue and i think that was something that was kind of jarring me a bit um so yeah i'm I'm, i i think that she's nailed it on the head with that uh and you know i've said earlier I, i kind of struggled with the flow of each issue um and i think the the family dynamic i just didn't understand it like the whole you know, we're all supervillains, but then you want to be a good guy. And then they supported that they wanted to be a good guy, but then they would get in the way of her doing good guy stuff. Uh, I just didn't get what kind of page they were on. Well, it, they were actually using her for intel. Wasn't it? That's why when mm. they when her and Misty go to the docks, because there's going to be a huge weapon shipment that's going to be attacked. 
they're outside dealing with the people that are going to attack it while her brother and sister go inside and steal the weapons. So they're using her for intel. But I had the same problem as Scott. And one of the notes I had written down was that her sister constantly attempts to like reason with her to get on the same page and whatever else. But then she's just quick to like turn on her again. Like there was just, there was literally a scene where she's like, I'm trying to help you and do what's best for you. It's like, no, I don't agree. Okay, send in the minions. And like, so <laughs> within like two sentences, within two lines, you're sending in your minions to the killer. Like it, it made no sense. Are you trying to reach out to her? Are you trying to get her on side? Are you trying to help her? And then are you trying to kill her? Well, what are you trying to do with her? Um, I think as well, like there's a lot of stuff that's not really explained. Like obviously they mentioned the mom and dad briefly at some point. Yeah. And I didn't even catch on that uh, Merc and is it Sludge or Sludge, is it Sludge, Sludge yeah. were, were brothers until a bit later on. And I just think, like, we, we, we've said before like, about like, exposition and stuff. Like, I think we needed some of that in this book. Just explain some stuff. You know, just yeah. give us a little bit more detail to explain the dynamic, like what happened to our parents. Were they evil geniuses? Were they villains? Like, what, what, what did they do? Um, but also, like, I just don't understand this. Is it the, the, like that's what I was saying? The, the dynamic of the family. Like, I don't really know what happened at the last issue because they were all going after this one guy. What was his name? I forget his name. Kill count. Uh, uh, kill count. Kill count. They're going after him, but then she was going after him. But then the 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 mayor's son, who's a spoiled little brat, was trying to kill him. But then the family was coming to save him. But then they wanted to kill him. But then they were hired by somebody else to come down who was kill count i just lost track of what's going on with this kill count fell like who wants him dead who wants him alive i just had no idea what was happening i lost track i just wasn't it uh, wasn't it all just a big ploy from maximum profit this is what i this is what i kind of understood and this was only kind of you only understand this at the very last page, don't you? Mm-hmm. Where he's got... the, he was the he was the guy with the flaming head, wasn't he? Yeah, because the... so yeah. like, and this was this was my other thing. Like, so like I said earlier, I didn't really understand the flow and why the story was going where it was going, and nothing got explained. It like nothing linked up until the very last issue, um, where you do see Merc chatting with this kind of fire-headed demon kind of guy. And then, you know, he wants to get information, doesn't he, on Gamma Ray? And was he threatening? What was he doing? Threatening to kind of embarrass her publicly and stuff like that, wasn't it? Um, And then it's not until the very last page where you see the costume that was being worn by that guy in the wardrobe where Maximum Profit is letting Gamma Ray stay. And I was like, right, so... Now I understand, but then I was thinking, if I was reading this monthly, I'd I'd have found this really frustrating because I would have had to have waited six months, reading five months of this, not understanding what was going on, and then it all being tied up in the very last issue. Like I, th- I think I would have appreciated more if we had a bit more breadcrumbs at like issue three, yeah. like issue one and two could have been the really fun ones, and like oh I like where this is going, I'm having a laugh, and then issue three should have been where more more of this kind of story was starting to kind of bubble up and, you know, try to explain a bit more to the readers. See? Ahoy hoy podcast listeners, Shane here. I just wanted to separate you from the herd for a second to let you know that you can now email the show at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts on this or any of the books we've read so far, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read on our viewers pick, 
All you have to do is email us at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. Now, back to the herd. I, I, I could because I lost interest, to be honest, but I still, even after you explained that, Scott, and at the end of this book, I still don't really understand. Like, I feel like I need someone to you know, hold my hand through this book. Not because it's so overly smart, it's because like I just don't get what happened. Like what? Maximum Profit is actually a bad guy and is actually Kill Count's dad and is has made a deal with Gamma Ray's family to publicly embarrass Gamma Ray um, and he is also acting as maximum profit and being nice to Gamma Ray, giving her a place to live at the, the complex uh, in a bid to keep her uh, sweet, pretty much. Yeah, but then for what profit why, is playing both sides. Yeah. Why try and embarrass Gamma Ray? What's, like, she's a nothing. She's not, you know, she's not a big... Well, she's, uh, I suppose she does go through her spell where she becomes like, a big star. Like, you know, like a superhero stardom type of thing, doesn't she? But like, why try and embarrass her? What, what's, what's... He wants his son to be this big bad guy, doesn't he? So he wants his... So his son was supposed to fight her. She was supposed to lose because she'd signed a contract with Merc. Okay. But Gamma Ray yes. being Gamma Ray, she's like, uh-uh, I ain't losing a fight to you. <laughs> and so, okay, now I get that. That makes sense now because I, I remember that part where he was she she was meant to lose and didn't want to, but it was in the contract she made it for Merc. Okay, now I get it. Now you've explained it to me. But reading but the book, explain the last it, issue. And... But yeah. even then, it didn't really make sense. It just it didn't seem like is that it? Like it didn't feel like it was. Yeah. It was it was a really simple way to connect all of this by just showing in that page the costume. Like I was like, why is that costume there? And I flipped back to the first page of issue six and I was like, right, now this whole story makes sense. But I'm so annoyed because I've had to read this whole story for it to make sense. Um Yes. And I think yeah, that there should my... have been more maximum profit and more flaming head guy throughout the book because he's not named. Yeah. We don't know what his supervillain no. name is. But if there was more of them sprinkled throughout and you see Maximum Profit doing a few little sly things, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you see the flaming head guy maybe, I don't know, fighting a superhero but not killing the superhero because they work for him as well. Just something to just tie it in a bit more than, oh, by the way, Maximum Profit's the bad guy you saw at the start of the book. Yeah, just, just give me something to mentally chew on. That's that's all I wanted. That's, that's all it is. Handle chew on. Mark's joined us. Thanks for joining. He says, I haven't read this. It looks like a ripoff of I Hate Fairyland. Even the cover looks like a ripoff. And from what you guys are saying, it's a poor ripoff I'll avoid. It's uh, it's busy deep impact. This is the this is the deep impact of the Armageddon scenario, you know. <laughs> This is the Star Armageddon. Trek Discovery to Star Trek's Next Generation. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> That's maybe a bit too far of a stretch, but yes. So we've got a few questions in the comments about um, uh, the story continuing. Yes. Now, Connie says this. she thinks there's 12 issues. I was under the impression there was 11. Are there 12 or 11? Um, 11, has, uh, 11 is out. I think 12 is coming out shortly. But yes. This is still uh, going. Is still going. It's ongoing, yes. Because oh, Blue Sonic be there asks, does the series continue as it's volume one? Um, Blue Sonic also wants to know if I've read on. Um, I have, but no spoilers. Are you still collecting? Of course, I've, I'd like... of course, I, of course, I am. <laughs> is it has it been delayed, or is it has it has it been coming out regular since? Like you know, 
when was Mission gap. Eleven out? Um, oh, I couldn't tell you. Like, uh, say, is, there, is, there, is there been it's, a big gap between Mission Eleven and Twelve? It must have been because issue one came out in twenty nineteen, and it's yeah, no, I think now. there was a bigger gap between volume one, but like after the issue six to issue seven, like they stopped. That was the end of that volume, and then there was a bit of a gap. Now it's continuing. Because they, they did the same with I Hate Fairyland. That took months and months and months breaks all through its run. There's only 20, <laughs> 20 issues of that, but I think it ran for like three or four years. Right. I, I don't mean to be um, rude, but would it take that long for a professional artist to draw this stuff? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to be a dick, but I just like, I just get the impression that you could draw <laughs> a page of this in the night. You know, I don't... In in his defence, he is writing it as well, so you kind of, you know, this is what okay. half a day reading, half a day draw. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just, I just don't think there's. It doesn't look like even Scott mentioned at the start. Like, it looks like it's rushed or it looks like it's it's hurried a little bit. Like, it doesn't look like you're spending hours creating this. So why the delay? Maybe maybe he went on to write other books as well. Scotty Young was obviously doing a lot of covers for Marvel at the time of I Hate Fairyland, so that's why there were so many gaps for that series. Maybe this writer, artist, maybe they're working on other things. I just hope um, they don't watch this, because I, I don't mean to be really harsh. I'm not, I'm not criticising your profession. It's just an uh, uh, untrained, uneducated person knows nothing about writing books or drawing books. I just think this would be really quick and simple to do. But well, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry uh, if I offended anybody. Liam says, I have to say, I was looking forward to reading this, but unfortunately didn't get a chance to. Yet another lucky miss based on what you guys are saying. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we read the book so you don't have to. No, but yeah. I think you should, Liam. If you enjoyed I Hate Fairyland, um, I think this is in the same vein. You know, it's a completely yeah. different genre because it's not fairy tale, it's superhero, but it's in the same vein, isn't it? And that vein but... being over-the-top, violent, sweary, funny, rude. And that's it. Yeah. If you like that, yeah. you'll have a great time. Yeah, the... if, you're, See... if you're a nine-year-old boy, you'll like this book. <laughs> See the cutesy element, though, that I hit Fairyland had, like mm. Mother Fluffer and stuff, like, like those kind of things, it, it's missing here. And I mentioned, obviously, Larry as well, like... There's definitely a huge kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's way off the mark. Like if it needed, it needed more. It needed a Larry. It needed more kind of cutesy names, cutesy ways ways to word things. It didn't. What what they tried about their terminology didn't hit the mark. In my honest, humble, honest opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not overly. I'm not overly excited about many swear words in my books. I did think at times they were a bit too much. They did rely a bit too heavily on swear words. I don't think they were overused because I do think they fit in the context Context. of what was happening. But I do think there were too many um, for me personally. I've got no problem with swearing as long as it's in context and there's not like just swearing for the sake of swearing. Um, Can we just say hello to Peter who's joined? Thank you. Happy Wednesday. It is a happy, well, it was happy a happy Wednesday. Wednesday. It was a happy Wednesday till these two started ripping into my choice. <laughs> and Liam has a question for you, Scott. He says, will I like this? Um, based on 
that's a no, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, just look at trying trying to think back what you scored. I hit Fairyland and just knock it down a peg or two, and then go from there. This I'm saying this because I know Liam so well, and I this is what I think Liam. Yeah. Maybe. Or if you really liked Fairy, I hit Fairyland, knock it up a peg or two. I don't know. There you go. My answer I mean, you, is if you no, liked, I hate you. <laughs> If you liked I Hate Fairyland but thought she should have superpowers, maybe this is the book for you. <laughs> Chris from Off My Shelves is answering your question. He says, maybe he took ages because he was deeply upset by overly critical <laughs> YouTube personalities questioning his work ethic. Overly critical? It's the first time I've ever been critical. Come well, on. To be honest, I think, first time I you've think, been I called think... a YouTube personality. Yeah, personality <laughs> is a bit of a stretch, I think. <laughs> I have not here, you're right. <laughs> We also have Chris Bell in the chat. Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining. Chris. Says the, the more you make this sound bad, the more I want to read it. Have that nine-year-old boy mentality. I'm so in. There you go. See, it's every book Something is someone's favorite, and this could be yours. <laughs> but yeah, I I completely agree with both of you, though. As much as I enjoyed this, I can completely see your points. Um, it makes perfect sense. Um, I think for me. It might be a little bit of nostalgia for I Hate Fairyland and missing I Hate Fairyland might be why I like this so much. Like if yeah. I Hate Fairyland was still going, would I even read this? I, I don't know, you know, because I'd have yeah. I Hate Fairyland to I mean, fill like, that gap. Yeah, like if you had both issues and you held them both going, mm, this one or do I want this one? You're going to go for I Hate Fairyland. 100% every time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to bring up the... Uh, I don't know. In my mind, it's the elephant in the room. Uh, I absolutely hated the fact that there were dead animals having sex in this book. <laughs> yes, that, that was hugely I'll disturbing. Just, I'll just, I'll just say it bluntly. I, I hated that. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. It like. Uh, really had a little weird. context. There's a character in the book called Misty Meadows who can control animals. And before she became a superhero, for fun, she used to make animals have sex. Um, and she used to have make she used to have them have sex interracially, like different species, didn't she? Like she would mix the two species for fun, for fun, for fun. But why is this and a thing? Why is this playing why, part of why, your thinking? To include in your book? Yeah, if, I agree. if you have, I mean, if you have that kind of power, wouldn't you try to get like the cutest no. puppy by like no. getting? To... <laughs> On, on what watch it what are you, like what are you doing what are you doing yourself when you're doing this is happening like i just know there's other things to do if you had this power in the world why the first thing you're going to is having animals like we're not talking about that... like two horses or two, or two dogs we're talking about a horse and a, and a mammoth and the horse is yeah. attempting to hump the mammoth and couldn't quite oh. reach it like it's yeah. just it's ridiculously over the top nonsense she, yeah she does do that at the end when the zombie animals attack. She can't control the zombie animals, only live animals. So she has her live animals begin to fornicate with the dead animals. And they enjoyed it. The dead animals were enjoying it. I they were. There were little love hearts coming out of some yeah, of the monkeys. Right I just, I don't get it, man. I just, why is that a thing? Is that entertainment? You know? I mean, I think it was... <laughs> They brought it up. They they'd mentioned that she did it, so they had to show it, didn't they? You know, you know, it's Chekhov's gun. They they mentioned it. It has to happen in the book at some point. Uh, but it's the fact that it's not just that it happens. It's when Gamma Ray screams, "Quick, Misty, make the 
<laughs> F word. And it was just, it's just like that's the thing that jumped to her mind. Like that will help. Just make it happen. <laughs> I mean, I get in a way, okay, okay. In a way that they mentioned like three or four issues in the prior in the book that she had this power. And I got to the point where the animals were attacking Gamma Ray or they were I can't even remember what was happening, they were preventing something. So she obviously made them F U C K in in order to save the day, essentially, right? Um but there's like there's like literally a million and one different ways you could save the day and not have like dead animals. Um but would it be one of those million and one ways would it be as funny as yes. watching a horse try to hump a mammoth? Um, funny. This wasn't funny at all. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. But how about when the mammoth was humping the school bus and all the kids were in the school bus screaming for their mums? I'm only laughing because you're laughing now. Yeah. I didn't I didn't find it funny myself. I am laughing at your Enjoyment. I have a terrible about. sense of humor. I have a really crude sense of humor. So this, it got me. It, I'm not going to lie. It got me. Especially the <laughs> smile on the monkey's face. You only see his face, so you can't see what's going on behind him. But he's got a big grin on his face. Can I just raise this comment from Andy, which made me laugh? <laughs> Noah would have a field day with this comment. <laughs> That's the funniest line in this whole atmosphere of this book. That's funny. Compared to the book. Sorry, yeah, Shane. I, no, no, absolutely fine. I know this kind of sense of humour is not for everyone, but it is for me. Um, I have a really stupid sense of humour. Silly little things like that make me laugh. Not going to lie. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anything else on the writing? Um, I've seen a comment there that's um, disturbed yeah, me yes, greatly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Yes>. No. <laughs> There's nothing really... Else, nothing really much else I want to bring up. To be honest, um, I think I think I've said everything I want to say. Well, Mark says, <laughs> "Why didn't you mention this before? Uh, Necrophilia, bestiality. Now I mean, <laughs> is it bestiality if it's two beasts? No. <laughs> so yeah, I thought, I um, thought to say. How about we move on to final thoughts and scores then? If you have nothing left to say." I do have actually one thing to say. I want to get any questions answered. So, what exactly was her superpower? Just the punch? She could fly around a bit. She could, yeah, she could fly. She was fast. I'm pretty sure she was just like, I'm pretty sure she was like invincible, wasn't she? She had whatever powers he has. Like super strong. Super, she was invulnerable. I know she like, she got punched a few times, but she was never damaged. Yeah, but one of when... those little finger traps. So stupid. That was funny. Come on, that was funny. What I did like about that part when her finger was trapped, and she turned around and says to Misty, "Whatever you know, make the animals do whatever." Quick, make and, the and animals. They, and then the, the the audience turned. Oh, they're all perverts! Like straight away, they all turned on her. <laughs> um, rightfully so, because that is perverted, of course. But uh, yeah, I, could, I, don't I, know. I thought that was great. At least it wasn't like. You know, her weakness wasn't a rock from out of space, you know, or just a bullet. Like, you know, that would make like more sense. No, come on, that was funny. A, ch a Chinese finger trap. That, like, that was funny. But how did he? How did he get it on her? Well, we just you just that happened off panel. <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. That's that's the problem. Or too much that wasn't really 
explain, needed something to explain something. You know, even if she was like knocked unconscious for five seconds, he got her two fingers and put it in. That would that'd be that would be okay. You know. Yeah, I mean, but I think she was invulnerable because when um, fire tyrant like spits fire at her, burns her hair, but her skin's fine. So I I think she's invulnerable, like invincible, isn't she? Power wise, she's like, power wise. Yeah. She's the strongest superhero in the book. I mean, she just punches through everyone. Yeah, maybe like one punch man. Well, if anyone knows that, I have a question to ask. Then, so like out of all the like, you listed all the characters there. Who was your favorite character? The whole thing. My favorite character, mm. design wise or overall character. Just overall, like who were you drawn to? Um, as someone who would pick out the line and say, "I like this person. I, like, I want to buy their action figures or wear a t-shirt with him on it or whatever." You know, Cavan Kid. Definitely Cavan Kid. <laughs> he, was, he was just this poor little boy that's just looking for this supervillain Leia, finds it, they capture him, they're going to kill him, and then they just decide to keep him as a pet. And, like, he's just got a and, collar and on. Even and... when he escapes, he's coming to, like, <laughs> like kind of, like, uh, he's getting part, part of their plan to go back. Yeah. I liked him, too. That's probably the one I was drawn to. I feel like we needed more of him. But again, I would have liked him t- teamed up with Gamma Ray. And maybe he does yeah. down the line. But that's one of my big things with this book too. I just didn't care about any of the characters in any way, shape or form. They could all die at the end of the issue and I would be like, great, that's the end of that. <laughs> Next. Let's go to Batman. <laughs> yeah. Even Captain Friendly. Captain Friendly. Come on, Captain Friendly. <laughs> Fair enough. I like and that's the, the thing too. I, I get the impression they were trying to take the best sort of like Hulkress, Hulk, 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 yeah. like off like DC and Marvel characters, and it just didn't pay off. Maybe they weren't. They didn't want to be too close to the bone. They didn't want to have too close of like uh, a look, for example. But it wasn't like it wasn't really funny. You're like, oh yes, that's that's the Hulk, or this is you know, the version of Superman, or this is the version of Batman. It just didn't strike a chord. Hmm. They missed the boat in that. Fair enough. It was the Iron Man style <laughs> character. What was it called? Mechanics. 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 Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's. I know he wasn't in there for long, but I think that's the one I kind of I, I like the most. Not Fair that enough. you asked who I like the most, but uh, yeah. Phil asked me. He didn't ask you. I asked, <laughs> I asked <laughs> everybody. I let everyone in the chat too. Comment who did you like the most in this book? See, I'm fair. I'm not critical. Overly critical. I have a nice personality on YouTube. Wow, that comment really got you, didn't it, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> it's well, not, you, shouldn't it's not have, the... you shouldn't call yourself pretty boring, then. It's not the comment. It's it's who it came from. That's what hurt the most. Oh. Oh. <laughs> just... All right, let's <laughs> let's get into final thoughts and scores. Um, everyone in the chat, if you have read this, please feel free to drop your score in the chat, and we will add it to ours to get an overall for this book. Phil, let's get your. Um, Minus score out of the way. It's not going to be minus, <laughs> um, which is surprising because maybe it could have been. But um, truth be told, it 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 didn't interest me. It didn't grip me. I don't care enough to read on. Um, this is going to sound really awful, and it's not actually in there. If I say this here, you think I'm going to score to zero? Essentially, this book it passed time. It's time I'm never going to get back. You know, it didn't fulfill any kind of need or want that I had. 
it was just a thing. It was a book with words and pictures, and it passed the time. And that's harsh, I know. <laughs> I just didn't. It's, it's not my thing. It wasn't my thing at all. But I do appreciate the uh, the semi effort that went into it, and um, some of the humor was poor and fell flat. Oh, I'm comparing. I hate Fairyland. That's my problem. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go four because I don't want to go less than four because I don't want to upset anybody. But a four is upsetting enough. Four is what it is. It's better than Witchblade, but it's not as good as I hate Fairyland. <laughs> It's better than Witchblade. That, that can go on the back of volume two. It's better than Witchblade. Why not pass some time with some words and some pictures? That's better than Witchblade. <laughs> Scott, how about you? Um, this, it didn't really feel um, like an original kind of thing. It did just feel like, you know, I hit Fairyland is over. Let's take this. Let's mash it with Invincible, and let's and let's let's have this. Let's have this. Um, uh, I I didn't really enjoy Gamma Ray's mentality sometimes and her morals. Um, uh, I f she was quite disabled in some bits, and and that bothered me. Um, yeah, I just like, and it just makes me think like about the writer, and I'm like, I just don't think I'd get on with you. To be honest, like if if you if you're writing this way and making these kind of jokes about dead animals and all this, uh, I don't know. It just felt a lot of it just felt very insensitive, and uh, maybe I'm just a, a t too woke. Um, but uh, I just yeah, it just bothered me. Um, there were some funny bits. I, there were bits I did enjoy. Um, you know, I did I did have a laugh with it. Uh, the first two issues especially I found quite funny, and then sprinklings of humor here and there through for the rest of the story um but uh yeah it just overall it just went a bit too far for me sometimes uh and, and i think that's what kind of pulled me out of enjoying it so much um and uh i'm scoring it the same as phil it's going to be a four for me as well oh low scoring i agree with what scott said to you i wouldn't want to have a pound of guinness for this, these people just because i don't think i would get on board with them Actually, i want to say it too I want to say I would definitely have a drink with these writers and creators of this. Or would you pay for it, or would you make them pay for it? <laughs> I'd pay for it as long as they were signing my copy of Pretty Violent. <laughs> no one would want to buy that. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't want to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so I I enjoyed this. I this is this is for me this book. I love this over exaggeration of animated art style. You know the. Powerpuff Girls meets, you know, like Invincible, that over, over the top gore, because then you don't have to take it seriously. When someone's eye comes flying out when they get punched, you're not taking it seriously. It's not like in The Walking Dead where you care, you know, because it's a cartoon. Um, I enjoy the jokes, especially some of the background jokes, like Phil said, with them just screaming out, oh, you're unacceptable, like things like that. I, and the sound effect for the Transformer, just yeah. transforming noise. I appreciate small little jokes that were never meant to be belly laughs but for me they just they hit so well and i really enjoy that yes it's a ripoff of i hate fairyland the superhero version no it's not as good as i hate fairyland the art isn't as good the jokes aren't as good but the jokes are funny for me um the character of gamma ray she's just this poor girl that just wants to be a superhero she's trying her best 
and it's just not good enough and is it not good enough because of who she is because of her upbringing or is it that she's just a horrible person you, you just don't know but i i enjoyed it it's not an amazing book by any stretch but it is nope. an it is a book that i will read if i if i grab a coffee and i have an hour i'll pick it up and read it again you know if i've re reread i hate fairyland all the volumes of that and i want to read something else it's not great it's not a 10 out of 10 obviously it's not even a 9 it's not an 8 it for, but for me i'm going to give it a 7 to be fair if i was having a coffee to it and i had this book nearby I would open it up, especially if there's no coasters nearby to put my coffee on top of. That's it's a bit too much. That is, for... is it? Yeah. See, that's that's, yeah. that's the nature of this book. It went too far. Just like I went a little bit too far. That was a poor joke. Just like this book. You can never judge me when I'm harsh on Klaus ever again. After the way he ripped into this, I can't. Klaus is amazing compared to this. <laughs> anyway, do we have? Any scores in the chat? We've Did anyone read scores. all six issues? Yes, we've got a score from Sean. Uh, he says, uh, scoring this a two, didn't enjoy it at all. Ouch. All right, fair enough. Thank you, Sean. And then <laughs> Sorry, we've got Sean. Martin. And then we've got Martin as well. I found it funny at first, but then it lost me. It was a quick read that reminded me of a bad Cartoon Network show Then I just couldn't get on with it. It's a 4.5 from me. So um, I think that's all we're getting for scores today. Um at least you're not going to have to change the leaderboard, Scott. Oh, you're not going to have God. to change the top 10 leaderboard this week. Yeah. <laughs> any of the books, I, I, I think this is going to go straight bottom. Straight <laughs> Okay, so with the 2 and the 4.5 from the audience, we have an average of 3.3 3, uh, from, the, from the audience. And then combining that with Phil, Phil and my 4s uh, and then Shane's 7, it gives us a grand total of 4.6. So... Let's take a look. Let's see where this comes on the leaderboard. Is it in the top ten? <laughs> no. no. Well, there it is, just for you guys, for you guys to see anyway. And then this is where it will be. Uh, it will actually be in uh, pushing Nameless and Onslaught Unleashed down uh, to eighteenth place. Oh, so we'll be sitting in an eighteenth place. It's not the worst book we've read this season. Wow. <laughs> Shocked. So you were accurate then, Phil, when you said this is not as this is not as bad as Witchblade, because didn't Witchblade like get like a three or something yeah, they, on yeah, our leader? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it scored low across the board, didn't it? Yeah. Um yeah. it's not it's not as bad as Witchblade, mm. but it's and I think that's a fair score, in all fairness. Like, that's... I scored it was 4. It's a 4. What did you say? 4.4? 4. 4? Is that what it is? 4.6. 4.6. 4. 4. 4. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Leo asks, will it be in the top 10? And then when he realises where it is, shock face. <laughs> Connie thinks it might take top spot. Ooh. Um, before we say what we're reading next week, it's Liam's birthday next week. No, Liam's wife's no. birthday. Oh, sorry, it's Beth's birthday next week. Um, so Sonic. we want to wish... Sorry? And Blue Sonic. It's... That's the comment that I read. My yes. bad. <laughs> I knew it was someone's birthday next week. I'm getting very confused. Blue Sonic. Martin says, it's my birthday next Wednesday. Please say we're reading something cool. We are. Um, and that's not for me to say, because it's not my pick next week. Oh. Oh. 
Um, whose pick is it next week? It's mine. Shall we see what we're reading next week? Play the VT. Play the VT. <laughs> There we go. So to answer How's your that? question, Liam, yes, yes, we are reading something good next week. <laughs> Blue Sonic. Blue, Blue Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're reading, uh, for everyone listening on the podcast, we are reading the ultimate volume one, Superhuman from 2002. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading this. I, I picked up, I picked this book up quite a while ago and uh, because I put it on this list, uh, I've been waiting to read it. So I'm looking forward to getting into it. You haven't had a cheeky peek. No peeks at all. Ooh, I love that that shot. image you used there. It's like the picture of the Hulk just shouting, Betty! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Martin seems to be quite uh, grateful for that. Yes. Yeah, and Connie says she'll read along this time. Correct. Of course she will. It's Marvel. Of course she'll don't read forget, along. Don't forget to get your pages in, guys, as well. If you want to have your yes. pages featured, pick your favourites and send it over. Yeah, I wonder why no one picked a page for Pretty Violent. <laughs> they all gave up after the first issue. <laughs> oh, like we, like we should have. I'll do better next time. My next pick will be better. I, I, I promise. I'll try. Hey, to... You do you. That's all we ask. <laughs> I think we should have like a like a like a what's the word like a if you pick something and your pick it takes the bot the, the last spot, you're then barred from picking again for the next round. <laughs> Miss a go, like, go yeah, to like, jail. Yeah, miss a go. I think we should do that. It's like the go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't come last. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, that was pretty violent from Image from 2019. If you stuck around this long, thank you very much. Um, we really appreciate that. We will see you next week with Scott's pick, The Ultimates, Volume 1 from 2002. Please read along share your thoughts share your scores and share your pages with any of us on instagram you can send it to me at dawn of comics scott at scott shelf feel what feels nerdyverse or of course the nerdhood comic book club you can send them anywhere and we will grab your pages and we will put them up next week so at the end of every show what do we say bye <laughs> get your waves out bye everyone bye Where's the outro? There's outro. Bye. Quick. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs>